Hey there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today, we're going to be discussing Lady Smoke by Laura Sebastian. This is the second novel in the Ash Princess trilogy. Now, (laughs) the thing with trilogies is the second book will either make it or break it oftentimes. For me, I feel like there's always this common thing that happens with, um, the second books is it's a lot of filler and I say this thinking of you know the two towers and other yeah the two towers I think that one's just filler oh and war was it is a war of the twins yeah I think it's war of the twins um the Majir trilogy so that's also another book that's just filler it's not that they're bad and it's not like nothing happens but Oftentimes, I tend to get a little bit bored because it's like, okay, I get it. Can we move on? Can we get back to the the high stakes, the high tension that was introduced in book one? Um, Lady Smoke kind of fell into that trap. And again, I'm not saying it's a bad book. Like I said, I love War of the Twins and I love The Two Towers. But Lady Smoke, and I did like Lady Smoke and just is a lot of filler for me. Now, that being said, I do think the story is one that's worth reading. You know, I really do think it is going to be a nice bridge between the first book and the third book because there is a lot of character development here. So the first book, you have Theo. She's pretty much a caged bird. She's a princess without a crown. Her home was invaded. Her mother was killed. And now she's basically a hostage and her people are enslaved or killed off pretty much she finally has escaped you know she has escaped she's with her aunt and her cousin she is on the high seas looking for a way to get an army so that she can go back to her homeland and retake the throne and set her people free you know she wants to destroy the kaiser he's a bastard let's just plain and simple he's a bastard and you're seeing a lot of development for her. So there's not really a lot, you know, story-wise that's happening. Yeah, the Kaiser is after her. He has a bounty on her head. She's traveling on the high seas. You know, she's willing to forsake a lot of her traditional customs in order to do what needs to be done in order to save her people and reclaim her kingdom. That's pretty much the gist of the plot line, right? But it's really focusing on those character and those character dynamics. And those weren't really the focal point of the first novel. Here we're actually seeing that. You're getting to see Theo. Um, First of all, Theo has grown a lot. She reminds me a lot of Sansa from the Game of Thrones TV show. Uh, She's learning. She's learning how to play the game. She's learning how to maneuver the pieces on the board so that she's not just a pawn, so that she's a queen. You know, she is learning how to manipulate the situations, when to back down, when the battle is worth fighting for, when to not give in, to put people on the spot, to make a name for herself as a ruler. She's navigating everything and she's growing. 
And you're really seeing a lot of that growth in this novel. You're really seeing a lot of that political intrigue. You're seeing her become smarter. You're seeing her become more clever. You're seeing her become more calculating and politically minded while also not giving up her emotions. She's learning when to listen to her head and when to listen to her heart and when to listen to both without compromising the other one. And I think that's really good for a character-driven story to have such a strong female lead here. You're also seeing some characters some growth in these side characters again you didn't get to see that in the first book it was really plot oriented it was story driven here you're seeing the dynamics between dragon's bane and artemisia shift you're seeing her dynamics with these other characters you're getting more backstory you're getting more history you're getting more depth into these character dynamics the friendships the bonds the love you're seeing it all come together because the story is focusing more on the characters and their growth and their journey you're seeing secrets come to life you're seeing guilt come to life you are seeing dragon's bane who's not a good person she's her you know she's theo's twin sister so she looks exactly like her mother but she's very cold and she's very bitter. And you see a lot of the anger she has to her sister, you know. She's angry at her for dying. She's angry at her for letting their country be undef um, undefend undefended. She's angry and she's resentful. And you're seeing her take that out on Theo, you know, Theodosia. You're seeing her take it out on her. And you feel bad for Theo because it's like, this is your this is your aunt. This is your niece. But there's so much built up resentment and bitterness between the two. And it's mainly Dragon's Bane's fault, you know. She's a pirate now. She lives on the seas. She's kind of greedy. You know, she doesn't really care that much about her people. But then she does care about her people. She wants to see her people be free. So I thought it was really interesting to see those character dynamics really come to life. But it was a little long. So I did lose some interest some you know, at some parts, and I was pretty much like, can we move on? Can we move on? Like, okay, we get it, we get it, we get it. I did like the character dynamics. I did like the new side characters that were introduced. I did like the development of the side characters. And that's what I like about a good writer. You know, Sebastian does the character growth, but she doesn't just focus it on your main character. She also gives character development to the side characters, which a lot of authors tend to not do because, you know, they're side characters. They're not 100% important to the plot, like your main, your main character, you have to focus on her. But your side characters are equally important. And I think a lot of authors forget that. So I'm, I have to applaud Sebastian for really taking the time with this novel to bridge that first and third novel and introduce a lot of strong female characters. It's full of strong female characters. That is, I mean, this is a feminist reading. You know, it's a feminist book. Strong female characters all the way. Um, so, I'm going to go ahead and give this book four out of five stars. It is, a, it is a little slow, but ultimately it is rewarding. And I really do think it is going to be a good bridge from books one to book two, highlighting a lot of the mysteries of Theo's magic that she's had inside of her. So once again, four to five stars. Um, if you want to go ahead and purchase the book, please remember to purchase from your local bookseller online book retailer. I will include links in the description. And please do not forget to support me by liking this podcast, subscribing to it, and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. You can also become a supporter on Buy Me a Coffee 
or on Anchor FM, my recording platform, or by purchasing one of my handmade candles. I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading. Thank you.